Yo, what's going on guys? J Charles here on the hashtag Ask J Charles Show. We're here today in the Perform First Gym with the one and only Hagen and Greg. They are with Cellucor, guys. These guys, these guys are up there. They make Cellucor the great company that it is. You know, they promote the brand. They've been there for quite a while. So if y'all want to go ahead and introduce yourselves, you know, basically y'all's position, what is it that y'all do and stuff. Cool. So my name is Greg Tetzlaff. I'm our Director of Global Product Education and Training. I have been with Cellucor for seven years in May. So it's my job to work with everyone internal to the company, everyone external to the company, and make sure that everybody knows how to speak to the ingredients that are under the hood, but also has, uh, you know, internally, we want to make sure our team understands the products so that we can deliver that message to the retailer who can then deliver that to the consumer. Because when you're putting products in your body, you know, you need to have somebody that knows what it is, what it does, and what it's going to serve. Exactly. So that's uh, that's my world in a nutshell. I wear a couple other hats, but as far as the uh, business card is concerned, <laughs> the, the 15 syllable title is kind of <laughs> what I explore. Yeah, we both wear multiple hats. So <coughs> it's, it's yes. So uh, my name's Hagen. Again, my, my social handle is Ask Hagen on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter prefer Instagram, Facebook. I'm not a big Twitter guy, yeah. especially since the recent election. And uh, <clears throat> my title is VP of Emerging and New Business. So over the last few years, I started in GNC Franchise and Greg and I worked together and we grew the GNC Franchise business right here in San Antonio. There's a lot of GNC franchises we used to visit. They're all family owned and operated. And then um, as we grew that business, it became almost saturated to where we both could do something a little different. So I became VP of Global Retail Development and Greg and I worked together, he was my director, and we went out and we basically helped retailers grow their business. So that's what drives us both is making sure that that guy that invested in that store is successful. And, and now that has transpired into VP of New and Emerging Business because in every country we've launched in, we're sold in over 109 countries now, I'm the guy that they go, hey, go figure out how to sell it because C4 is a very American product. If you go to Singapore, Malaysia, you know, Dubai, yeah. you have to learn to speak their language. Exactly. You can't just go in and go, C4 is the best, and if it hits hard, <laughs> buy yeah. it. You, you know, you're, you're dealing with, you know, females, uh, Chinese, Filipino, you never know what their culture is gonna be. So it's always been my job to kind of go out there and figure out how our brand fits into their business. Nice, nice, nice. So, I mean, I talked to you a little bit before this. Uh, Cellucor, Nutribolt, it all began in around 2007 or? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And y'all came around in, when was it, 20? 2011. 2011 and, yep. Greg? Oh, okay, so one year afterwards, nice. He was my first hire. <laughs> cool, and the cool. best one. That's cool, cool. So, what is it, I mean, I know I talked to you a little bit. What is, before, give them a little spiel of what y'all were doing right before y'all came into this. Uh, for me, yes, uh, I was a GNC franchise owner for 15 years. Wow. <clears throat> so when I was 22, I bought my first franchise store, then I bought a second one, I bought a tanning salon, a smoothie bar, and then I also started a radio program called Hagen's Health and Fitness Show, which started on a smaller AM signal and got me to Clear Channel a couple years later, so on a, on a much, much bigger signal. <clears throat> so we did that. Throughout that time and doing radio and actually talking to consumers and being in my stores and always talking to consumers, I, I started to recognize that the consumer doesn't understand a lot of this stuff. They don't understand exercise, they don't understand nutrition and health. And if you talk over their head, it scares them, it freaks them out. Yep. So I felt like I was always kind of translating what the doctor I would be interviewing <laughs> was saying into something that a normal person could understand. Um, my, my opener was, Hagen's not a doctor, lawyer, or anybody special. He's just a guy who likes to talk about health. <laughs> So, and then, uh, you know, as in that, I started doing consulting, started consulting for Cellucor as a retailer, like, hey, if you guys did this, retailers would like it because of this. And as I developed that relationship with them, um, it just kept going. And eventually I just packed my car in Florida <laughs> and drove to Texas. I sold, wow. my, sold my stores. I'd sold my stores a few years before and partnered with another guy. Yeah. So my partner just bought me out and nice. I bounced. I've been here for you know seven and a half years now. That's and cool. I've been here since C4 has become a viral worldwide phenomenon. Exactly. I was working four jobs. Holy crap. So I graduated <laughs> with a health science degree from Northern Illinois University in Illinois. And uh, when I got out of college, I was running GNC franchises 
I operated in about 10 in the greater Chicago land area. Jesus. I was working for a background check firm during doing state and federal background checks for the FBI. That was wow. an interesting gig. <laughs> uh, I was bouncing in college. That's how I paid for school. I actually was a bouncer and then drove the drunk bus. Fun fact, our athlete, Sam Okanola, close friend of mine, also bounced with me. <laughs> so I would drive the bus. Sam would throw out drunk people to keep everything <laughs> in order. He's considerably bigger than me. And I'd be the one sitting there blasting the Lion King soundtrack, so everybody's dancing, having fun. <laughs> Tips flew everywhere. It was fantastic. And then I was also a Manny. I took care of three kids. Really? For a, a family in Illinois, still very close with them, love to death. But yeah, I, I had four things going, and then uh, I was also personal training on the side. Holy shit. So when Hagen shit. met me, I was a personal trainer. And so, uh, yeah. That, so, y- five, basically, in a nutshell, y'all are fucking hustlers. You know, y'all, yeah. like, y'all, y'all go, y'all go to work. I mean, I know what y'all are doing right now. Of course, y'all are always on the go, always on the move. Y'all are going hard. But, like, damn, like, before that, you know, the, the come up, the, you know, when you were 22, when you were before that, you know, so y'all were very uh, entrepreneurial, correct? If, yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Now, doing that, you know, would you say, I mean, look, all right, so y'all have a great, great position, great careers and stuff like that. Did you do you ever miss that type of hustle versus this one? Um, was is it different in a way? You know, being like with a corporate versus being like that. Okay, I need to do this, and you know. No, because I mean, all of life is just about figuring it out. Exactly. Like I, I worked at a GNC in college. I didn't have a lot of money, but I'd saved some. And I went to lunch with my boss one day and said, "Hey, man, you need to give me a raise for all these reasons. I'm your number one guy." And he <laughs> said, "Just buy your own store if you want to make more money. You know, being a smart act." <laughs> and so being young, 21 years old, yeah. you know, working out, looked good. I was, you know, buddies with everybody at the gym. I'm like, okay, screw you. I'm going to open my own store. <laughs> and a year later, I took out some cash advance and did it. But I didn't know what I was doing. Exactly. I didn't have a business background. I have a finance background. It's, it's like having kids, man. Like I just had my first kid. And you just figure it out. They, <laughs> yeah. they hand you the baby and say, hey, take this thing home and make sure it doesn't die. And you're like, uh, where's the instruction manual, you know? Exactly. So I just look at life as all about figuring it out, you know? And that's why it's Greg and I have continued problems. to grow in our careers because you have to be able to identify. You can't get stagnant, you know? I'd also say, like, there's going to be moments in any journey where if you hit a rough patch, it's like, oh, I miss the day of blank because it was so much easier well at the same time you had less in the air you had less to grow less to gain and so less complexity you know plus everything is starry and bright when you're looking at it in the past (laughs) but I would actually say I I completely don't miss the past and the reason I say that is you know when you look you know at at how you got here sitting at this table in this studio that you know bears your name and your hard you know blood sweat and tears here you go like when you look back and you can connect the dots, because you can only see 2020 when you're looking backwards, True. everything makes a lot of sense. And it's cool to see, like, I have a health science degree. I was a personal trainer. I worked at GNC. Well, what, are the, what did that equate to? This guy comes in, completely rocks my world with, hey, we have an opening. We need somebody for GNC. Now, all of those things that were completely random and separate have manifested into something of purpose. And so it's really cool to actually look at where you came from and, and see just what individual facet contributed to who you are now. And so 100%. do I miss it? No, but do I appreciate it? Cause it, you know, it, it brings you something bigger and better. Absolutely. Exactly. I love that you both of y'all said that, you know, the different things that y'all said, number one, yes, you know, um, about the, I mean, yes, you know, you, you look back at it and yeah, you appreciate that. Like me, I worked at LA fitness. I fucking hated it. I'm not going to lie. It was hard, but they taught me how to sell. They taught me how to be a great salesman. I'm telling you right now, like every day they're drilling your ass. Like you have like five, what is called five phone calls a day with your district manager. Like, Hey, you know, let's go, let's go. Come on. You got your other manager, you know, coming like we're role playing every day. And you know, I hated it so much, but I'm so fucking grateful for that, man. Cause if I didn't have that, like I wouldn't have possibly been where I'm at right now. Exactly. You know, I, I get it, man. I get it. And about what you said, you know, you started when you, when you started your own GNC, like you didn't know what the hell you were doing, right? No. You know, <laughs> it's like, but, but at the same time, you, you got to always learn. Like I start this, you know, I don't know how to, I don't know how to run a business. I don't have a business degree. I have Kines, you know, Kines degree, you know, and it's, it's tough and I'm still learning. I taught myself how to do the numbers. You know, I taught myself a, a bunch of shit, man, but it's, 
it's it's a learning process and like you said you're always learning you're always keeping on going you know you, you, you gotta you gotta keep on going because it's just problems you know mm -hmm. it's like y'all are firefighters you know just putting out fires that's it you know that's it so let's let's go into like cellucor you know um as far as like the marketing you know we got social media marketing i mean i don't i've never seen a tv commercial or anything like that but um what would you say is the best I know, and I know it depends on the product and things like that. What would you say is like the best type of marketing that y'all have seen or experienced? Let me go and then you go. So let me bring you back okay. to when Cellucor was a nobody. <laughs> <laughs> the best form of marketing when you get started is you have to have products that work and you have to have products that people want to buy again. And you have to have a product that somebody's going to tell their friend I took this product and this product worked. It's called word of mouth advertising, which you cannot buy. So in the beginning, we started a small town in College Station. Before I came to the company, we had four products, D4, P6, M5, and- I remember those. One of, yeah, T7, WS. Yeah, we had a few, they started with P6 and D4. So people came into College Station because it's a very transient town, firefighting schools there, and then they would leave and they walked into this health food store and got sold this product that they really wanted. So they called the store and said, hey, I wanna buy this. And they told their friends like, bro, you gotta take this. So in the beginning, all that carried it was word of mouth. And when C4 came into the market, it, it was competing with Jacked. It tasted better, it smelled better, it had a better color and it had a better efficacy. So the same thing that propelled the beginning products then propelled C4. It's like, wow, these are products that work. And our, our slogan at that time was results matter. <clears throat> and C4 is now a viral brand. So it, it checks all the boxes. You know, we do $350 million in revenue. You watch Shark Tank. Most companies don't get over <laughs> yeah. 100 million. Um, but Greg can speak to more of where we got now. So I would say the most important thing is to have efficacious products that people tell their friends about. And that's really the entire health and wellness space is based off of stories, right? Life-changing stories, body transformations. I grew up in the Body for Life days, you know, where Bill Phillips had a magazine where every month you could go and look, oh, holy shit, they changed their body with this. I need Betagen, I gotta go buy this stuff. <laughs> so yeah. those stories, if they're not told, this business is gone. Yeah, and I would say if you are really talking about what is sales, like what makes sales, Sales by definition is the transfer of enthusiasm from one person to another about a particular product or service, especially in your case. And so any piece of marketing that can inspire that, and if it's, hey, this was inspiring, it's badass, makes me wanna go work out. Or, hey, this was funny, I'm gonna laugh about this and share it with 10 friends and, and keep it memorable. Or if it's, oh, I tried this and this looks good. Or, oh, that color is really, really vibrant. Like, I'm gonna remember that. Anything that inspires something that someone's talking about and getting excited about, that is the best marketing asset. And so if that comes across in social is one of our like funny vignettes that we've been doing. I don't know if you've seen on social. Work, yeah, I've been seeing awesome, that. The, the leg day and I've seen. Yeah. The leg day where I, I saw I, that one. I, <laughs> balanced, I actually almost twisted my ankle. Oh, the first crap. time we did that in our Austin office. Or if it's one of our videos with, you know, Mark Fit or Craig Caperso or one of our athletes that's just lifting and you, you get in that zone of like, yes, I want to go unlock that ultimate version of myself. So as far as the best is concerned, uh, I know that as far as on social, you know, with our beverage, we've got a, an organic, you know, hashtag C4 on the go page, which is just UGC. It's just user generated content. It's wow. tagging us like, hey, Cellucor, this yeah. is me drinking this. I love this stuff. It tastes awesome. Here's what it does, it's my energy to perform, and then we curate that, throw it up there. Like that world loves beverage. We love owning the yellow. Whereas sometimes that ultimate customer, kind of that black on black, you know, more yeah. aggressive looking uh, packaging, that works really well in video where you get people just performing at their ultimate. If it's, you know, in, in a CrossFit setting, if it's in a powerlifting setting, you have all of these versions of ultimates. And so that medium of video really translates well. But, you know, to speak to Hagen's point, any piece of marketing, if it's a blog, if it's an article, if it's a video, if it's content, anything, content, 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 if we're talking exactly. about it, and if there's excitement in the air, that's marketing. And, and we empower everyone at Cellucor to know like, hey, you're part of the family. You know, so we want to make sure that, you know, everyone works for marketing. Just because Hagen's VP of emerging business doesn't mean he's not in marketing. Yeah. Just because my buddy Jonathan over in accounting is in accounting doesn't mean he's not marketing. Yeah. Everyone is marketing. And so 
everything truly becomes our, our best asset. Exactly. But no matter how many social posts you do or how many TV commercials you run, if people don't like your product, they don't buy it again. <laughs> exactly. And there's not enough one-time buys to make any company successful. Yeah. Um, so, you know, having that product that's efficacious, it works, it tastes good, like, you know, that's what gets people talking. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's the same thing like your business, right? You're successful because people leave here, they get results, and their friends see them and go, wow, you look great. And they go, oh yeah, I could train with Jonathan. You know, and then that story happens over and over and over and it, it constantly keeps churning. Um, so <clears throat> it's interesting to, you know, boil it all down to that. If your listeners want to read a great book on marketing, uh, there's a book called Contagious by Jonah Berger and it's how products become viral and kind of like some really, really cool studies that have been done in addition to just some like gut stuff. So it's a very easy read. It is the best marketing book I've ever read, <clears throat> but it, it just talks about that. Um, one of the things he did was the Blendtec blender, you know the Blendtecs? Yeah. They're like the big five horsepower yeah, yeah, blenders. Like nobody buys them, they were about to go out of business. <laughs> yeah. So the owner of the company, somebody came up with a funny idea and this guy's wearing like a white coat. You can check it out on YouTube, look up Blendtec blenders. Yeah, will it blend? So he literally, him and one other guy, <laughs> did a little thing where they had a song and it's a guy going, this is an iPhone. <laughs> Will the Blendtec blender blend it? And they drop it in and the guy's blenders went viral Holy overnight. And, wow. and I mean, it's go to his YouTube page. <laughs> yeah. It's hysterical. It's like a old, it looks like an old sitcom. So set. I'll breathe in this yeah. dust. The guy goes to open it up he, goes, he always shows everyone like he'll do the bar. Yeah, marbles. This is like nice lab guy. It's like the most tame, low T Bill Nye you'd ever see. He's great. I'm not gonna breathe this in. and gonna put his mask on. But that costs nothing. Yeah, exactly. It might not be considered what we call traditional marketing today. But it, it, shit like that works, man. Yeah. You know, because people talk about, bro, you gotta see this video. I know you're gonna watch it when you leave exactly. here because I just told you that story. Exactly. Yeah, I am gonna watch that. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, you're right, man. It goes the same with training. You know, it's it's all about producing value. You know, it's it's all value. You know, and on top of that, so what what really gets me the way I was a great salesman, the way I was able to sell is enthusiasm, like you said. You know, getting people excited. Mm -hmm. You know, because excitement always fucking sells. I'm telling you right now, like. That's my thing. Like when I can get you excited about something, oh, I got you. I got you. You know, it's easy because it's it's what it's called. It's uh, it's contagious. You know, yeah. you know, because if I'm excited, you're gonna be excited. You know, mm -hmm. it's just that energy. Um, so yeah, I like that you said that. That's pretty cool. Um, so I mean, I mean, we're, we went into sales and stuff like that, and you know, um, do y'all have to like when you're going to different countries and stuff? Um, when you're trying to sell like the product into that country. Is it, is it a little tough like between different, you know, locations and stuff or, you know, do you have to sell it a certain way? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, you have to, you have to do what's like, do you have to do a lot of research into like their, their customs, like how they, no, gonna... I don't do that. I mean, you, you read the basic stuff. Like I'm going to Dubai, here's what's legal and what's not. I'm going to Singapore, you know, like most people don't know Singapore, everybody's Muslim. If you look at a population heat map, you know, I didn't know, but like, everybody's Muslim there. So the yeah. women are wearing headscarves, they're wearing traditional wear, but then in most of the stores, it was typically Chinese employees. Really? Yeah, so you, you really have to go into the market and you have to talk to people and you have to understand. The other thing in retail, which is in probably most businesses, and you had them at LA Fitness, they have KPIs, yes. which are things they have to sell, key performance indicators. And then they have things they wanna sell. Like you may be a membership guy, but if you believe in personal training, now you're gonna to try to sell that. So everybody has stuff they wanna sell and they have to sell. And then <clears throat> things that have personally affected them, which is also part of they wanna sell, but they're gonna be really good at that one. The other two, they may not be so good at, so we have to go in and figure out how we fit into that box. Like if, if, if they have to sell a, you know, Asian collagen formula, you know, if they have to sell five a day, that's kind of their KPI. <laughs> yeah. Then I got to go, okay, when somebody comes in for C4 ripped and they're going to lose weight, guess what? They're going to have loose skin add on the collagen. I see what you're saying. So, yeah. so then I go, okay, but you're throwing collagen at me. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Luckily I've been, you know, I'm an expert. I've been doing this for yeah. 25 years. 
So it's like you go in, you figure it out. And then, you know, Greg today for the first time went and sold beverage, you know, for the first time he hopped in a 281 distributor truck today and rode around all the 7-Elevens in town. He's never sold beverage. I gave him a little bit. Hey, here's what to expect. Yeah. But he went out and crushed sales. They sold how many cases? 141. Holy shit. 141 <laughs> nice. cases. And yeah, that was only like from like nine oh, to yeah. 12. Nine to 12, 30. Wow. You know, and these are, again, 7-Eleven owners, right? So 7-Eleven is totally different than a GNC. Yeah. Typically a Middle Eastern or Indian owner. Um, maybe not into health and wellness. Maybe into health and wellness. They sell beer there. They sell sandwiches. Exactly. You got people walking in and out. And that's very different than a GNC where you go in and you actually get consultation. Yep. Right? This is like you walk in and you can watch people. They, they almost like they know what they're doing. So they reach for the door and they're reaching in with their other hands. So you have like two seconds, right? So then it comes down to what sticker could be here, what color could be here. Like, how do we grab their attention, attention. in that yeah. point of sale material? Nice. So, you know, every single one is different. You just have to be people who like to figure stuff out to, to go win the next market. And then another fun aspect to that is when we're producing the product for each of those market, nine times out of 10, it's a different version of a product. Like Hagen mentioned, um, you know, what's legal, what's illegal in that country is, is one portion of the equation because you know, the, the C4 that we have in the States is different than the C4 that we have in the EU, which is different than the one that we have in Australia, New Zealand, which is different than the Brazilian one. And really? It, oh yeah. yeah. Not a lot of I never knew that. that. So yeah. when, you, when you think about uh, the scale of Cellucor and, and the amount of products we have and the amount of formats, like, yeah, that's big in the States. But if you zoom out to domestically, like we have, we, we just launched a new gainer for international that's a totally different version than our US one, you know, different carbohydrate yeah. to protein ratio that they want in that market. So yes, there's little nuances, but there's also different regulatory things that we can, can't say, which takes yeah. a lot of my time. Yeah. But also like, you know, we might have Rewolfia and C4 Ultimate out here. We can't have that in EU. We have to use OxyStorm. We have to use another ingredient. Uh, or in, in Canada, I think we can use Sinephrin, but we, we not using that in the states at the moment so there's little intricacies of things that we can and can't do uh, that make it even more complicated so even before it gets to where Hagen goes like <coughs> getting on the shelf to yeah. start what Hagen said is already <laughs> a massive, massive yeah. undertaking like we sell to Iran, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia mm -hmm. those countries require that you have Arabic on the label really? and if you're a woman and you travel there you have to be in full you know traditional yeah. Muslim attire Men and they and, really buy all that over there. Oh yeah, wow. I, dude, Iran is blowing. That up. is, I would, I, I would never have even area. thought that. Yeah. If you, if you follow Kai Green, if you just follow yeah. Kai Green or Phil Heath, any of these massive IFBB, I don't know if Kai Green's still IFBB, but um, he's retired now. If you, yeah, if you follow anyone in, in presence there, they're always doing a stint where it's Dubai Muscle Show. You know what? That's true. Yeah. Middle East. They're getting big over there with that. The reason why, because I'm, you know, your listeners are probably going, well, why is that? Why all of a sudden? <laughs> um, you know, I remember when I was probably like 16 or 18, the word metrosexual came out. <laughs> men started getting their nails done. Men started grooming themselves a little bit more. So we went through that like 20 years ago and with the metrosexual revolution of people wanting to look good and wanting to take care of themselves, that drives into gyms like yours and products like ours. Well, Australia went through that about 10 years ago. Well, Dubai in the Middle East, because of Western civilization, especially Dubai, not everybody's wearing the Sheik and Ninja costumes anymore. Now they're wearing suits. They want to look nice. Exactly. They're getting their beards groomed weekly where they never groomed them before. <laughs> so they're just going through that phase of like, oh, wow, I want to look good. I want to be healthy. And of course, they're seeing this more Western lifestyle. So that's becoming more normal to them. So they need to be in shape to do that because they want to look good. Um, and then also in Iran, the pharmacies are who sells all the sports nutrition products. You actually have a, a pharmacist selling you that product there. Wow, really? And their pharmacies are like immaculate. They're like the best looking stores I've seen. Wow. They're unbelievable. Australia is still the only one that pretty much mandates the male Speedo. Is that correct? Yes. <laughs> and no shoes and half shirts. Yes, yeah. shorts.
You were in Australia recently, right? Yeah. Nice. I just got, yeah. <laughs> Five ago. Yeah. yeah. Like I kind of just got back. Yeah, I was in Australia and Thailand. That's and cool. because we launched the C4 beverage in Australia. Okay. So in that, so like in that particular instance, Australia has certain regulations. So we actually can't ship our product to Australia. Okay. We have to ship the product to New Zealand and then Australia and New Zealand have a trade agreement, which is a whole nother conversation. And then those products can come in. Jeez. So the guy who imports in Australia happens to have an import uh, in New Zealand and everything's gotta go that way. We can't just ship it to Australia. Yeah. So we launched the beverage over there and we can actually use the same beverage there that we're using here. So it's the same nice. label and it is just blowing up. So I had to go over there because now you've got all these health food stores that aren't really used to selling beverages or used to selling pill and powders. So I got to go in there and go, hey, you got to kind of change a few things, right? So going out in the field again, giving people ideas, showing them a different way to do things so that you know people will drink the C4. They're going to have incredible results. They're going to feel it every time and uh, they're going to tell more people and it's growing rapidly over there. It's, it's mind blowing. We're also in Dubai and Europe. So again, got to go to Dubai. Like all they have is Red Bull and another drink called like horsepower or something. something <laughs> looks terrible. Horsepower. It's, it's a weird, like yeah. weird drink, but you know, C4 is just gangbusters right now. They've yeah. sold out of the first two containers. So. Wow. Yeah. It's just different. The whole world wants energy. Everybody exactly. wants to work longer because everybody wants more money. The true. Now I know like, so you were at all the stores today and stuff like that. Um, do y'all have to really fight for the uh, the shelf space? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, cooler space and beverages. Like, the bottom line is, it's the yeah. common thing that everyone's fighting for. So, because okay. I've I've seen y'all's competitor yeah. at a lot of them now. Oh yeah. Like, gold almost. Here's the thing: we are not afraid to say that we're in the golden age of awesome competition, and it's great. If you think of your like, what was the first protein you ever had? Honestly, probably when I was in. Like a sophomore, it was muscle milk. Yeah, yeah. It's muscle milk. It's a good time. Yeah, it's always been good. good. Yeah. My first one was an optimum strawberry that I drank out of a Nalgene bottle because <laughs> I didn't know about this shaker cup sorcery. Yeah. That was like Clump City, <laughs> YMCA. No, thank you. But like, what I'm trying to get at is, our industry has innovated so much, and now table stakes are you know, great flavors, and especially in the beverage industry, we're seeing awesome flavors, better macronutrient profiles, and we've got some awesome competition. So to answer your question, yes, cooler space is definitely a massive fight and a huge focus of ours. But I mean, today we're going into stores and we've got owners that are, oh, C4, I've got 10 people asked me for that this morning. Uh, yep. Hang on, take this down, take this down. Take, hey, do me a favor, I, I gotta go do the store. Can you clear <laughs> oh, off the shit. shelf? put it in there and then wow. you can do seven flavors across the top of like, okay, cool. Yeah. And here's the cool thing. Like I'm, I'm not afraid to roll my sleeves up. Like, yeah. I don't care what title I'll ever have. I will always, always, always inspect what I expect. And I want to be in the trenches, you know, putting product in the slot that it goes in. I was joking with Hagen today. I think for probably two hours today, I was in a 46 degree cooler. I got videos <laughs> on my phone, but I'm like snapping. I'm like, guys, I'm going to go this. I'm on the yeah. back side of the cooler where People didn't know that you don't stop those from the front. Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole other world behind it. Which is where the beer cave concept yeah. came yeah. from. It's like, why are we the only people walking in here? I was like, walking in here, and then the store owners are like, uh, I mean, if we could fit it in at some point, okay, cool. They're like, not socially programmed. We're like, wait, what? What is this guy? Like, yeah, I will go get it. That's how yeah. bad I want that cooler space. Like, tell me what I can move, and I'm gonna put yellow cans all over it. The thing is, yeah, it's coolers for, for your listeners out there, their nickname is actually the vault. They're called okay. vaults. Vaults. Yeah, because they're so hard to get into. <laughs> but the good thing is with C4, again, there's so much brand recognition oh, because yeah. with pills and powder, we're already doing 350 Everyone, everyone million. knows what it is. Yeah, we've sold over a billion servings. You know, Jesus we walked into the hotel Christ. last night and I'm wearing my C4 shirt and the guy's like, oh, bro, you got a C4? I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, how'd you know that? He's like, you're sure? I'm like, oh, so of yeah. course today we got him some C4 and now he wants to carry that at the Marriott because oh, he carries wow. drinks because he's in a fitness and they have a lot of fitness out, uh, people that people that are health yeah. conscious. So like, yes, it's a competitive world, but it is absolutely mind blowing how well we are penetrating. And yes, you know, when you look at some of our competitors, you know, when you think of Monster and Red Bull, they're like the old Coors Light, Bud Light, you know? Yeah, yeah. they'll always be there, 
But people now, they don't buy that stuff. They're yeah. buying craft beer. Yeah, right? exactly. They're buying 512, exactly. right? Yeah. So bang, you know, we can call them out. They were okay. the first people to prove to the world that everybody was sick of Monster Red Bull, you know, full throttle, yep. uh, Rockstar, which to me all tastes disgusting. Bang came in and goes, man, I can make this flavor better. And they upped the caffeine a little bit. Yep. But it was really taste. So, you know, Bang, some people may think because they're owned by VPX, they started as a fitness drink, but they're not. If you look at the marketing of Monster and Red Bull, it's all about being a daredevil, being some kind of crazy extreme athlete. True. That doesn't appeal to me at all. Yeah. I'm not going to jump out of an airplane. <laughs> I did it once and I'll never do it again. I saw you on the scooter last night. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the scooters, yeah. I was taking through it. So then Bang, when you, know, when you follow them, their marketing is very, very, very specific. They wanted you to party and dance and yep. drink bang. Yep. Well, that still leaves us over here. We're the fitness brand. Fitness, exactly. Right? So there's, there's room for everybody. And I applaud them for kicking the door in because they made it easier for us to get through the door That's too. That's true. But we're going to own the fitness customer. So in the 7-Eleven world, which is where we were today, the same guy that's buying Michelob Ultra because yeah. he's more conscious of his health or he's buying the muscle milk that's in the dairy cooler because he wants a high protein snack rather than a chimichurro burrito <laughs> you know that's our customer so yep. now we're just making it accessible which you know is really important i'll let greg speak to our vision statement but you know going out and giving that fitness option a healthier drink a caffeinated beverage with four functional ingredients makes our products accessible to all. So Greg, yeah. why is that important? Well, Nutribolt's, Cellupor's uh, parent company, Nutribolt's vision statement, vision, mission statement is to innovate, inspire, and make products that maximize human potential accessible to all. So accessible to all, what does that mean? Well, that means we have our full lineup of C4s, different versions, different stimulant levels, different goals. It's accessible to all goals that come in. It's January. I'm sure 83% of the goals that walk in right now are, hey, I want to tone up and lose some weight. And yep. That's cool. We've got products for that. We've got guys that say, hey, I want to deadlift this. I want to bench this. You know, I want 20 inch biceps. Cool. We've got products to maximize that. We've got different formats. You know, it's all about accessibility and being next to somebody on that journey. See, that's that's a good thing about y'all because y'all are open to everyone. Y'all don't have sure. that closed market like, uh, what was it, uh, like some of the brands, you know, like those specialty brands like- 5%. Yeah, the 5%, stuff like that. It's it's so like closed niche. in, man, that's so niche and they're not gonna, they're not gonna, you know, be open to everyone. So of course they're not gonna be as successful and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, but at the same time, they're providing a service to that niche well, true. of people, right? Yeah, so, that's true. And, and that's the thing, like with all the energy drinks, everybody's got their place if, if they can get people to tell stories about their products. Yeah. Rich Piana yeah. did a great job. Yeah. I mean, you, we may not agree with his philosophies and stuff, but yeah. he did a damn good job yeah. of marketing his brand. But if people would have tried it and thought it was gross, like his bars were horrible, <laughs> they didn't sell and they yeah. went away. You know, but he did a good job. Yeah. Five percent's a horrible name. He had horrible packaging. He looked horrible. <laughs> but it sold. But he sold yeah. it. Exactly. The guys like him, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Brands like Mercedes that have a spectrum. You know, it's a premium brand that's got a spectrum of cars and offerings and price points. And you know, if you have someone that goes, "Oh, it's Mercedes. Yeah, those are those are cool. It's not as cool as. Why isn't it like Ferrari? Well, it's a totally different product. Yeah. It's a totally different consumer." You can't dog Mercedes for not being Ferrari. It's exactly it's, it's apples to oranges on that. Mm -hmm. So let's let's talk about the the different types. Like so, y'all have retail, and then y'all have internet. You know what seems to be working the best, and uh, do you think it depends on the gender, the age, the you know that differences or no? Sure. Um, I'll, I'll go first on this one. So in health and wellness, it's all about storytelling, right? So. Anything that you put in your mouth that's consumable, you've been told your whole life, don't eat that, eat that, don't eat that, eat that. From the time you're a baby, your mom's smacking your hand. Eat more broccoli, Charles. You know, Jonathan. So, so Charles is when you're in trouble. You change your middle name, right? So when you go to a restaurant, you may ask some completely random waiter or waitress that you've never even seen before. Hey, what do you suggest? Why would you do that? You don't even know that person. They might not eat food that you eat. They might be a vegetarian, but 
Humans like the interaction when they're gonna consume something or put it in their mouth or put it in their body. They want another human being to go, hey, this is good. It's what you asked for, it's safe. And whether it's food or whether it's a vitamin. So, you know, we've <clears throat> been able to basically tell that story. So as the online business space has grown, obviously Amazon's killing it. Yes. Um, I wanna go into that after too. Yeah, they're, they're doing a great job because they provide a service for people who don't want that experience, right? Not everybody likes to go into a consultative GNC vitamin shop type of store. Some people <coughs> just wanna buy their stuff and get out of there and they're buying it at Walgreens or they're buying it at Amazon. They're still buying their health and wellness product because somebody told them about it in the beginning, but now they're almost like replenishing on those sites. Now, Amazon definitely hurt bodybuilding.com yeah. um, because bodybuilding.com didn't adjust their business fast enough when Amazon came in. For example, they did 9.99 shipping two years after <laughs> Amazon was already sponsored Olympia. It's like, dude, just drop the shipping. People were like, yep. and it was all in all their forums, like, why am I paying you 9.99 for shipping? Exactly. Just drop it, but it took them too long and they lost that's all right. those that's customers. why I love Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> so with regards to, you know, retail versus e-retail, I guess you could say. Yes, e-retail is growing for us. Uh, we do have a, a strong presence on Amazon. We've got a great relationship with them. We're still very close with bodybuilding.com. We have a few key members of the team that actually live in Boise uh, mm -hmm. that are right, right in their neighborhood, which is great. Um, the funny thing about our industry, and it's similar to yours, because I could actually, you know, my, my first thought is how if I spun this question on you. It's, you know, if, if retail is where we're sitting right now, personal one-on-one, okay. -on -one, and the Amazon is, I'm just going to YouTube a workout. Like, what would you, so you're laughing at that question. Yeah. What's the difference? I mean, you get this one-on-one -on -one attention with me. You know, I'm going to be with you every step of the way. You know, um, I know what's perfect, what, what's going to work with your body. I'm going to be able oh, yeah. to see adjust and stuff. And there's yeah. the accountability factor. Exactly. Accountability is 100%. Yeah. So 93% of what you just said still applies to retail. I get you. Yeah. So it's an interesting thing. And there's, there's a, a couple of big parallels across industries where you can draw the same lines and it's great. The efficiencies that we're seeing with e-retail, but one of my favorite things about sports nutrition specifically is like, I want to confide in another human being to guide me on this. Like, mm -hmm. what should I be eating? What should I be doing? When should I be training? Like, exactly. I don't want to type that into Google. <laughs> yeah. like, I want to type that into the brain of an expert and actually have that result come about. Exactly. So are you, are you questioning kind of is retail dying? Yeah, I mean, do you think Amazon, I mean, because... We'll talk on, we're both experts in retail. So <laughs> you, if you want to ask that question, I'll be happy to take it. Yeah, go ahead. The answer is shitty retail is going to die. Okay. Period, end of story. Just like shitty real estate agents don't make it. Yep. Just like shitty gym owners don't make yep. it. If retail that isn't coming up to speed is gonna go away. Now, Sears already died 10 years ago yeah. because they never changed their model. It was exactly yep. the same. But like, and uh, what was the big electronics store that went out of business? Circuit City. No, oh, yeah. And uh, he, there's one of the H2, HH Gregg, right? Oh. <clears throat> they, the the, yeah, yeah the, the, they did TVs and appliances. They're gone. Why? Because Best Buy is a better experience. Yep. So retail will never die. And I'll give you a great example that I'm sure you'll be able to connect with. Alcohol has been a quarter of the price to go to a grocery store and buy and go home and drink with your friends and family, yeah. right? But yet every day people <laughs> sign up to go pay eight bucks for a beer. I bought two beers last night. It was more than my steak. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah. But why was I there? Because I was eating at Gray's. I wanted to eat outside under a heat lamp. I wanted to have social interaction, the, check yep. out the chicks that were sitting next to us, yep. make fun of the waiter a little bit. You know, like your people have always paid for more. And it's the experience. It's the experience, it's yeah. social interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, movie theaters, I remember when Netflix came out, everybody said, oh, no one's ever gonna go to the movie theater, <laughs> we're all gonna go out of business. No, they upped their game. Now movie theaters yeah. have badass chairs, yeah. IMAX around, and more people are going to movies than ever. But the people who want to sit home and drink their alcohol yeah. and sit on their couch, they watch Netflix, they watch YouTube, whatever. It's true. So there's so many people in the world. It's it's really just providing another service. That's great. You know, like I bought I bought Greg a shirt for Christmas. Uh, I never would have found it in a store, but I found it on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. And it said sawdust is my man glitter, and I just knew that that was perfect for Greg because. 
he owns a woodworking company also making custom pens on the side. Yeah. So, you know, I wanted to find him a good present. I'm like, where am I going to find a shirt that says that? I'm not going to go to the <laughs> yeah. mall. Like, Macy's? Yeah. No. no. Amazon is like, there's 50. My brother rides a unicycle. Everybody in my family bought him a unicycle shirt off of Amazon. Like, I've never even seen it. Yeah, you can't find that anywhere. Exactly. So, I think Amazon's providing an exceptional service. I think Amazon is making all retailers and all online channels be more consumer friendly. And that I actually very much appreciate from Amazon because they're setting the bar higher and higher and higher. <clears throat> but as long as retail continues to set the bar higher, oh, yeah, they, they know have, their customers' names. Gotta adjust. Gotta adjust. Exactly. Train your employees. The days of just like throwing a 17-year-old <laughs> person in a retail store and expecting yeah. them to do something, uh, those days are over. Yep. I completely agree. And even if you look at it from Amazon only, like for example, I just bought a, uh, a new AV connector for my car, my iPhone, and it broke immediately. Like I'm gonna go ahead and leave a less than positive review on Amazon yeah. and get that refunded and squared away when I get home. It's like, I'll never buy from them again. But yeah. that's only in the little you know ecosystem of, of Amazon. You expand that to retail. Like you could probably tell me just as many great retail experiences that you've had and you can probably really clearly articulate for me a bunch of the dog shit ones that oh you've yeah had. exactly oh yeah exactly and and it's the exact same thing you you know if one thing goes right 10 people talk about it if one thing goes wrong 100 people talk about it so anything that makes everyone operate at their best i think is a, a blessing to us all and and truthfully as someone that's excited to always think about customers first it's right in my wheelhouse and it's in yours as well. So I think that's what separates businesses. A lot of people spend so much time spinning their wheels. What's the solution? What's the equation hack to grow my business? It's like, care about your customers and care about your customers. It's that simple. True, true. So you remember what the number one thing that drives sales is? The number one thing that drives- What kind of advertising? Word of mouth. Word of mouth. Word of mouth, yeah. right? What's a review? Word of mouth. Exactly. Yeah. That's right? true. TripAdvisor, Amazon, all they did was take the stories we all tell our friends, hey, that shirt's awesome, hey, that grill sucks, and they put it there permanently for people to read, you know, and, and they verify their users, or they say, we don't know where this person came from. Yeah. So reviews are just storytelling, and yep. we are all, we all do it. We all, like, Greg was telling me, he read reviews of this hotel, one of the hotels we stayed at, where they could hear like the ding, ding sound at the front desk, you know, like, how else would you know that if you didn't read that review? You gotta read that story from that <laughs> yeah. person and what they experience. Or hey, this is on a railroad track and the trains are really loud. Like, I don't wanna get there and see that. I want that story from another human being. So if I'm getting it online, that's okay because I'm not necessarily gonna meet somebody who stayed at the townhome suites. Exactly. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> if it's supplements, if it's training, if it's a meal at a restaurant, people trust people. That's right. Exactly, that's true. That's honestly, that's, 100% true. I've told new trainers that have come in here and I've told them like, look, you got to get, you know, stories from your clients because everyone else, they're not going to trust you. Mm -hmm. They don't know who you are, you know, but if they hear it from that client, of course, they're going to trust them. You know, it's going to come out a lot. More, there's gonna be a lot more value. You know, it's, it's 100%, you know, you're, you're so true. Um, so fast forward. So I want to talk about branding, you know, branding yourself, but also branding a business. I know you're Ask Hagen. And I, I heard that it's not get it done, Greg anymore. Uh, it's it's, it's <laughs> move past and get it done, Greg. Get it done, Greg is, is definitely uh, something that that will stay with me for a long time. Yeah, dude, I, just, I think it will. I just got a uh, a company recognition award uh, in Christmas time, and even CEO nominated me as get it done, Greg. So I guess it, it's probably <laughs> mandatory that it stays that way, but. But what a great thing to be known for. Yeah. This guy gets he shit gets, done. He gets it done, I right? I have a yeah. caveat of get it done, Greg. However, a little disclaimer that is, if get it done, Greg applies to your job and daily duties that you should be doing, <laughs> getting it done, please. <laughs> yeah. So a little. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I've always, the, when I met him, I'm like, this is a guy who gets it and gets it done. <laughs> yeah. You give Greg a project, he will do it. He does it very German, I like to say. He's very methodical with the way he does stuff. So <laughs> ask Kagan for me and get it done, Greg, for him. You, hey, tell me what you need and I'll get Greg to figure it out. The cool thing is, um, you know, we have a picture that we took from Hagen's office and put in my office now. It's a picture of Pippin and Jordan next to each other. I'm from Chicago, yeah. so, you know, rocking that. <laughs> That's cool. Both references. And 
you'd always hear Michael Jordan say like he couldn't be Michael Jordan without exactly. Scottie Pippen. And the yeah. cool thing is, you know, you also see this. This is my favorite couple is um, Matt Stone and Trey Parker from South okay. Park. Yeah. They've got some really cool documentaries where they say like, we just compliment each other. It's just one or the other. Like it's just, oh hey, hold me accountable on this. Hold me accountable on this. Like I know your strengths on this. You know I'm gonna suck at this. And like, it's just. You know, getting over here today, we were both late. So like, I get back to the hotel, like, I'm really hungry, I'm sure he's hungry. I'm gonna go get food. He comes back to the hotel. I had already gotten food for <laughs> us. I was like, okay, I know what food he likes. You know, yeah. food I like all these little intricacies and, and it, it's, yeah, those are our brands play very well together. That's cool, that's cool. And I think it's so, <coughs> I think where people struggle with building their own personal brand is they're not really sure of who they wanna be. So like, if you look at my Instagram page, it was in Facebook for years, it was nothing but health and wellness retail stuff, right? Cause I went from Ask Hagen, which is where I got that name was on the radio show, right? Yeah. If you have a question, call Hagen now and ask him. Okay. So I changed my name handles at that time from GNC Hagen to Ask Hagen, which is a much wider net, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not stuck in that GNC niche. Yeah. So. You know, then on the radio, I had already kind of built my brand, so I knew who I was going to be on social media. And now it's C4 or my son, because I just had my first kid. So yeah. if you look at my page, it's pretty obvious what I'm into. Yeah. Where you look at some people's pages and it's political articles and this and that. And it's Random just, you're, you're like, yeah. dude, what is this? Who is this person? What are they about? Yep. So it's super, super important, I think, to really, truly know who you are, be self-aware if you're gonna build your own brand. And if you're not sure, that's okay. Help somebody else build theirs. Yeah. Um, but you know, Greg, I think, you know, with, and I definitely want you to speak on Ferris Grain, mm -hmm. which is Greg's woodworking company. Like he identified that, you know, handmade custom wooden pens were cool, they were a great gift, people would want them, he kind of fished around, he did some research, mm -hmm. and then he built the brand from the bottom up. And it looks like a brand that's been around for 10 years because he's that methodical and knows how to get it done. So yeah. tell kind of your Ferris Grain story because everybody listening might just think that we're just workout dudes that <laughs> sell supplements, but yeah. there's a little more behind the... Yeah, I'll, I'll touch on it. Does this align with the question that you were going on? Yeah. We went on the get it done tangents. No, no, no. Disclaimer. No, I want to talk about branding a business as well. Totally. So the fun thing for me, like Hagen mentioned, is my, my whole, like, my mindset, I, I think I look at life like a Lego set, which I'm very obsessed with Legos. <laughs> my sweet girlfriend, when she moved in, kindly let me know that my 3,000 piece Porsche 911 was not a feng shui. Oh shit. You know, I told him to, but he didn't. It's a man house. It's a man house. It was nicely complimented by the other 24 hour Le Mans racer, which was 2,800 pieces, but thank God that we have the women on our lives to keep us on track. But I digress. Um, the cool thing with um, kind of my persona of, of Get It Done Greg is I just want to build stuff and fix stuff. Um, one thing that we've done at Nutribolt is we've all done extensive strength and talent uh, assessments and testing. And I know that my first one is restorative, and that means that I like to just find little things, and, like fix it, clean it. Like I'm telling you right now, the fact that your 45s and 25s oh, and 10s here we go. are nice and clean. Okay. Thank you so okay. much. Because if there was a 10 somewhere on that, I don't know if you want to get this and see what I'm talking about. <laughs> Look how pretty that is. Behold the symmetry. That is bringing me personal joy right now because I always, my brain's always scanning for how can we make something more efficient? How can we make it more effective? Uh, that is everything to me. And, and it's served me very well professionally because you scale that to a, a corporate level and a company that's been growing as much as Cellucor has and you can find a lot of efficiencies um, you know, to be executed on by the company and, and to be in that position where you know, the company's allowed me to kind of wear a lot of hats and say, you know, hey, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure out a way to market to this audience. I'm going to figure out a more effective way to sample this or explain this product. It really, really speaks to kind of my, my personal wheelhouse right there. So building the business and building Ferris Green was literally not only like building that and learning all the things like you know now, like a business owner, but it was also physically building things. Which True. Yeah, that's so pretty cool. It was cool because for me, you know, I do custom um, wood and metal pieces. So Ferris, like iron, like F-E from the periodic yeah. table when everyone was asleep in chemistry <laughs> class, and then grain being the wood. So um, yeah, a lot that's of those smart. There's always an element of yeah. wood, there's always an element of metal. Uh, so that's the branding. But the cool thing is, 
And one thing that this branding kind of adventure has taken me on is like my business for 2018 was the first year I did it operated at a significant loss and I couldn't be happier because even if this business never makes money, it is the best internship. It is the best oh, class yeah. I could ever pay for because now when I walk into work, I can think, okay, what are things that I had to solve at my level? How can I zoom that out? Because the, the business that's this big can still have the problems of the business that's this big yep. or can still learn from the business that's this big. And so, you know, Steve Jobs always said, everything around you that you call life was created by someone that is no smarter than you. That's profound. And, and to be able to, to take that as kind of the manifestation of me, you know, spinning my wheels with my get it done attitude and apply that to my career has been so much fun. And so, um, you know, when we're talking about the future of branding, I have no idea what the future of branding is, but I do know it's going to open new doors. I do know I'm going to be learning more. I'm going to be hungrier and hungrier and it's going to pan out because anyone that walks in with that attitude is always going to end up in a good place. And when he was, you know, and I'm, what I like is with Greg, he's get it done, Greg, that's a brand, but he's also now Ferris Grain. If you look at Ferris Grain, it's not any pictures of Greg. You don't know his name is Get It Done Greg. You don't know who the hell Greg is because yep. it's all about the pen. Yep. So he's you know, been able to suppress his ego and know that if I'm gonna build this brand, it has to be different than this brand. Mm -hmm. You know, Where I'm just kind of ask Hagen and the only change in my brand has really been, I had a kid, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. but now it's like, Hagen, the brand is a dad. So now I can relate to other people with kids. So I'm expanding my audience. You know, I know a fitness model that did IVF and she started a whole new page for IVF people. So she has an IVF brand so that people can talk about fertility. And then she still has her, her personal training business, which she does very well with, but she felt it necessary for her, um, for her soul to talk about her experience and her journey because so many fitness girls, you know, they, they, their menstrual cycles get messed up, their hormones get messed up from dieting and things. And she didn't want other people to have to suffer like her and her husband did. So I think it's important that, you know, Greg had the hindsight to kind of step back from get it done, Greg, and also create this Ferris grain thing. Cause get it done with Greg's already up and running. Hey, why not start a second brand? Right. True. <clears throat> that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's fun. I like that, man. That's, that's really, I'm, I'm learning a lot as I go. And then, I love that. I mean, honestly, most of the time in these podcasts, I'm talking a lot, but it's just, it's, it's really great to have you guys here because I'm just soaking it all up in, soaking it up in. Um, but so this podcast is all about, um, you know, finding your passion, people finding their passion and figuring out what they want to do in life. Um, like I'll tell you about my passions and I kind of want to see what y'all, y'all are passionate about. Sure. Like my three biggest passions you know, it would have to be number one, of course, training. Mm -hmm. I love training athletes. Mm -hmm. You know, I train everyday individuals too, mm -hmm. but my thing is athletes. I coached at a high school when I was with Cellucra. I coached at a high school for two years. I didn't get paid for it. You know, it was just, I, I gained a lot of knowledge. That was my, you know, that was very valuable to me. But the, what I really enjoyed the most was very rewarding was these kids coming up to me so excited, happy, like, oh, I got a, I got a PR with this or, you know, this and cause it was powerlifting. So, sure. It was just very touching for me and I love doing that. Mm -hmm. Number two would be sales. I, I love the yes. And I know everyone listening that's in sales, when you get that yes, it's like, fuck yeah. You know, like it's very addicting. And that was my thing. Like with the, in the past year, I was working for a company and I grew pretty high with them. I was a regional manager and it was because I knew how to sell, you know, and, and it was, like I said, it was very addicting. Um, sales and number three, honestly, it would have to be motivating others. I love, I love pushing people. I love inspiring people. I love motivating. That's the whole reason why I started this podcast. It wasn't so I can get more followers or anything like that. It was so I can, you know, get people to get up and find what they want to do and go do it, you know, to, for my guests to give, uh, put, give a perspective, you know, on what they want to do. You know what I mean? So like someone wants to be a, a VP of a company. Someone wants to be, you know, teaching and selling, you know, um, I, that's the whole reason why I did this podcast was just to help the everyday individual like oh hey okay you know i want let me listen in mm -hmm. you know okay you know they're doing this maybe i can get to that point you know um that that was the whole thing with this podcast and that's kind of like my personal brand is motivating inspiring and you know cussing a lot because that's who i am it's authentic you know um but yeah man th those are my three 
Um, what, what, just curious, what are y'all passionate about? You know, what do you enjoy the most? For me, it's definitely inspiring people, but also providing them the tools to grow. Like our personal mantra as Ask Hagen and Get It Done Greg is, we're here to help you grow your business. We have never once, neither of us, ever walked in a store and said, C4 is the best selling product, you need to pick it up. <laughs> what we say yeah. is, tell me about your store. Like for example, I'm going to meet with Valley Wide Beverage, uh, which is in Fresno. And I emailed a guy and said, hey, I'd really like to have breakfast with you before I talk to your team because I want to understand the values that drive your company. So it's not about me. If you want to find happiness in yourself, you got to make other people happy, right? You have yeah. to. You have to make other people happy. 100%. So I'm more focused on his business where he goes, no one's ever, <coughs> no one's ever asked me that before. And I said, well, why do you think that is? And he goes, I don't think they care. They just sell us their product and expect us to go make their brand big. And I'm like, no, well, I want to make sure that we're on the same page and we're aligned. Um, you know, because again, I've dealt with so many different countries and values and cultures and religions. So for me, it's inspiring people for sure. And um, I can go out, inspire somebody, but also give them the action plan, the tools you need. Like when we did stores, we would walk into the store, we had some standard tips that we always gave, and then we'd have a three-step action plan. We'd tap, tape it to their uh, cash register. And <clears throat> if they stuck to it, we'd check in on them six months later and they'd know it worked. So I think that's pretty much it for me and also just working my ass off. Like I'm an admitted workaholic. It's fun to be a workaholic. It, it, yeah. it's, if you love <laughs> what you do, like if I was gonna say anything inspiring to your members, don't do anything that somebody else tells you to do. Just fucking do what you want to do. That's it. When I was 22, I didn't know my ass from a hole in the ground, but I was like, I'm buying a GNC and it happened. You know, we call it the law of attraction, call it manifesting your universe, whatever. You can make it happen. I've never applied for a job. I'm 43 years old. I have oh. a pretty great career, yeah. but I've never applied for a job. I've never filled out a job application. <laughs> Everybody yeah. just gave me jobs because they're around me. Yeah and go, you'd be great working for my company, you know? I told a 7-Eleven manager today, she, she's screaming at me, you know, Indian lady, oh, no, 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 don't touch anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you know what? I said, I would hire you in a second. How long have you worked here? <laughs> and she goes, why? I said, because you give a shit. Yeah. You care so much about this store, you're gonna sit here and scream at me and I don't even know you. <laughs> and she started laughing and yeah. we came and she was talking to the owner in India and I don't know what they were saying about me, but. You know, five minutes later, we were friends because we had that rapport, right? But that lady loves being at that 7-Eleven. She owns it, man. She owns yeah. every piece of it. And if you can own yourself in life and own what you love, like it's, that's huge. So I don't know, that's probably a so little So I have two that really come to mind. It's, it's very transparently, it's a difficult question for me because I think I'm like a dog chasing cars. I, like, I want this, I want this, I want this. Yeah. Um, but even amidst all that, you know, chaos, uh, I always come back to kind of two core things. I, I'm really, really, really passionate about personal development, which is a selfish one, but I love it. I think uh, I want to operate at my best. And when I say personal development, that not only encompasses health and wellness, professional career, uh, you know, I'm really, really big on uh, financial independence as well. It's a side passion of mine is being really, really smart with money and investing and it's something that fascinates me. I find it completely odd that we don't touch it in school at all. You'd think it'd be you know, something yeah. a, a little more fun of mine. Um, but also when I say personal development, like every night when my head hits the pillow, I want to know that I was the best version of myself. You know, nice. from the time that I wake up, when I'm doing <coughs> interactions with people at work, I want to know that I was firing on all cylinders on both a personal, professional, and moral level. That's very important to me. And also another one is I absolutely love helping people. Uh, I, I think I have a very amiable personality in that I love when I can operate on win-win situations. Um, you know, when, when we were overseeing our franchise team, uh, GNC for Cellucor, you know, we'd go into stores and, and somebody would talk about, how do I sample your products? I said, hey, Clear out a little section under your register. I want to put in a fridge for you. I'm going to pay for it. And I'm going to teach you how to sample. And it would change people's lives. Yeah. Now they're selling more product and they're putting food on the table for their family. Like here I am showing them how to do that. And it's part of what I'm getting paid for as a 
team member of Cellicore, like that's a total win-win and I love that. Um, you know, at Cellicore we also have our Grow and Give Back campaign, which this year we have about 1,300 kids. Mm -hmm. uh, where in our local Bryan, Texas area, we bought Christmas gifts and meals for 1,300 children Jeez. and families. Wow. So we turn our entire gym into a massive gift wrapping operation. Yeah, I saw that. We had yeah. 800 boxes, I think, from Amazon because we ordered <laughs> some uh, like tablets and things like that. So we had boxes everywhere. We had miles of wrapping paper, wow. like all of this. Bananas. But it's just, it's just what we do, and it speaks to me emotionally. And, and you've seen our, our headquarters. You know, we have grow and give back on the wall. Yep. And to be able to operate in that at work is something that's very, very important to me because. I love bringing that into my own life. Like if I have a, a sale on Ferris Green, like the first few sales that I had, I was like, I'm gonna pay your shipping and you're not gonna, and it was like more than half the cost on some of the items outside of the hours and hours that it takes to make the, the pieces. Uh, but it's like, I wanna ship it to you. I wanna make sure it gets there safe. Please let me know you have a lifetime warranty on this. Like you are my first thought. Wow. wow that's, that's really good. But it feels the best. Yeah. And sometimes this is weird. Sometimes the transactions, and maybe maybe you can understand this, where you made less money or you made less margin, they felt better. Yeah. Yeah. When he was coaching for yeah. free, it felt great. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like right, right in that space. But there's been times where it's like, you know, I, I sold a guitar amp to somebody. Another hobby of mine is um, music production. I sold a guitar amp to a guy who was very very excited for it. Uh, he was just like, hey, I, I don't think I have the money to cover shipping on this. I think I have to cancel it. And I'm like. You kidding me? No, I've been blessed. Like you're getting this amp. I'm gonna double pack it. I've got the insurance. Text me when you get it. Guy sends me a video. Sent me like five videos at like 11 p.m. <laughs> it actually became kind of an issue. Sends me like Tim Clay. You can hear his wife Brenda screaming oh, in the shit. background. Larry. It's just <laughs> so funny. But like, yeah, that was worth the seventy dollars to insure a Fender amp across Texas. Like, that's the stuff that I love, and that's really what matters when you look back in life. You're like, yeah. That's that's what counts. So that's what that's very close to me, and that's what I'm very passionate about. Nice man, nice. Yeah. All right, I think that wraps it up, guys. Um, any last minute uh, comments or thoughts or anything? No, be my friend. <laughs> Send me a friend request on Facebook. A S K H A G E N. Ask Hagen, Instagram or Facebook, and uh, check out Ferris Green with Greg. Yeah, well, well I'll, I'll give you the uh, the business card so you can. Like everything on the video sounds good the only thing i think actually if there is a final thought is just start um this this past month uh i, I was doing a presentation for cellular core every single quarter we do launch parties where we talk about the new products coming out and i was looking at all these videos of what our company does and all the little pieces from accounting to product debt to manufacturing to supply chain all these things i'm looking at this video that i made and i was thinking like man We've got people here that just aren't afraid to bring it, and that's what makes it beautiful. Like, for anyone who's on the cusp of, should I take this risk? Should I jump off the cliff and go for it? Should I quit this job that I hate and start my passion? Like, just do it. Because one, like, there is no recipe book for entrepreneurship and success. So stop looking for one. Yep. If someone says they have a course on YouTube or a webinar, yep. they don't. Yeah. Probably terrible. And I'm sure there's reviews because people trust people. That would give it half a star at best. So just do it. It is my is my goal. And however many podcasts somebody needs to listen to for that moment of permission to actually switch on, like make this that moment because you're gonna scour the internet for weeks and months at a time looking for something that's just gonna resonate, but like I'll save you the time. Just do it because you know, from someone who's six months into a business, they just decided, hey, I want to go for it and learn this skill set, and is is you know I'm doing very well, uh, fairly well with Ferris Green uh, right now. Like I knew nothing about that six months ago, and now it's something that like I'm fully intending on continuing to develop, and I could. And I think for anyone that needs to have that moment of permission of like, should I do this? Do I not have the acumen to pull it off? Yes, you do. Go for it. Whatever you need to tell yourself, just do it. Yeah, hundred percent. Like you have to dive in head first. Like I'm actually ten about ten years ago now. I was interviewed for a book because I interviewed someone on my radio show about ADD and her book, The Gift of ADD. And then she wrote a secondary book called The Gift of Adult ADD. 
And 10 years ago, you know, I can go back and kind of read how I felt. Yeah. And one of the paragraphs in there, um, I never did ADD medication, by the way. My chapter is Hagen, the non-medicated pain in the ass. But one of the things I talk about in there <coughs> is like people plan stuff and it creates so much fear that they don't do it. Like paralysis by analysis kind of. Like don't plan, just fucking go do it and see what happens. Cause worst comes to worst, you get back where you were, you got nothing, right? But I believe that most people try to over plan so much. And we have a, I have a saying that I say, you, you never know when you're gonna have a sinkhole in your mall. And that's because my best friend had a GNC in like one of those nature science stores in a mall. Yeah. And they got a sinkhole in the middle of the mall <laughs> in Florida. Yeah. So everybody was scared to go to the mall, but the mall wasn't closed. Yeah. And it ended up basically bankrupting him because no one was coming to the mall and the mall held him to rent. It's like, you never could have planned for that. Exactly. But he jumped in, he did it. And then you know what? He went bankrupt and he rebounded and he did it again because he wasn't afraid to jump in. And you never know when you're gonna get that curveball. So you can go plan, write a 10 year business plan, all this shit. <laughs> it, it's, just, it's just wasting your time. Yep. Start doing it and plan as you go. You know, make those micro steps. And um, you know, just watching Greg do it with Ferris Green has just been awesome. You know, he just took his baby steps and boom, he did his first show, he had it dialed in, and but he just did it. Nice. He just said, this is what I like to do and I'm gonna do it. Success isn't found on Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> yep, yep, that's true. Yeah. Cool, man. All right, well, this concludes the show. Remember, this is the hashtag Ask J. Charles Show over here in the Perform First Gym with Hagen and Greg with Cellucor. Thank you. Thank you Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you.